for a special isolation edition of Eat This with Leanne. Here's Leanne Phillipson. Lunch, lunch, lunch. That dreaded midday meal that disrupts the flow of work, play, and focus. I guess it can also be a welcome break, but then you've got to make it. Sometimes lunch doesn't happen or can be a half-hearted attempt at some nourishment. And while gone are the days of stopping by the hot dog stand as you head to your next meeting or choosing what takes your fancy as you sit down and let's take on the world lunch meeting with your fellow colleagues or something new that's on the horizon. Oh, what I would give to sit across from a friend with a lunch that someone else has made for me. We're getting a bit back to normal of what we kind of knew as the country is slowly reopening and some people are heading back to their place of work. So that means a big change if the food court was your grab and go place to be. Now it's back to brown bagging it just like when you were at school. What does your lunch look like? Is it a flyby, a quick pass at the fridge or is it an actual event? Or maybe it's somewhere in the middle. I've heard from clients these days that sometimes lunch really doesn't happen. Maybe breakfast does, and then, you know, there's those snacks. Just enough to stave off lunchtime hunger. Then before you know it, you realize you've skipped lunch and end up having some lame something at two o'clock because you know you won't make it till dinner. But one of the things you can do right now for you, or if you're a parent, do for your kids, is get this lunch thing figured out. Whether that's some structures, some planning ahead, or pack it for home. I'm here to convince you of the power of the lunchbox on our health and on your day. How about I give you some ways so that you can repurpose your breakfast and dinners into the most beautiful lunches. So let's get to it. Today on Eat This with Leanne, Lunch Rehab. I know a lot of people stress and think that lunch is just a pain in the butt. I've heard it's the meal that they dread making. Well, you know, there's dinner too, but that's for another episode. There can be a mental block of, I have to make another separate meal. Ugh, too much work. So sometimes people, they just skip it altogether, or they hit the drive-through or rely on something like Uber Eats and spend a lot more money than they'd really like to. But making lunch, believe it or not, can be fun. I went on social media and asked my community what their go-to lunch was. Everyone gave me their ideas, and maybe there's something in there that you haven't thought of before. So here we go. Let's uh, let's see what they had to say. Let's see what Leanne's social media has to say. I'd asked if they would share if they plan ahead, if they make it ahead, or they just completely wing it. Jason took the task of recording this for me quite seriously and sent me this. Ladies and gentlemen, introducing Jason Friedman. So I am sadly not a plan ahead or a make ahead lunch maker, although I aspire to have that much of my stuff together, but I am totally a wing it lunch maker. That being said, what I have done is I have put together some go-to places that I can order food from or go and pick up some food from even during COVID-19. So I know what my go-to things are. And my favorite, tastiest, healthiest, just best lunch is Pokeballs. 
So uh, I order one of four different types of Pokeballs. Um, it has all sorts of vegetables. I don't get rice in it. It's just vegetables and uh, fresh fish. And uh, they are fantastic. They're refreshing. They fill me up, but they're not heavy. So yeah, so that's, uh, that's what I'm doing during COVID-19. Sam chimed in. I interviewed her on episode 18 called Quarantine 15. And here's what she had to say. My name is Samantha Mopatihuin, and I'm an online health coach. And I'd have to say, um, I do so much better when I plan. I am a planner. I'm a rule follower. And especially during COVID, um, I have to plan to keep myself on track. Um, just because being at home, you really lose track of the days, the hours. So I am a planner when it comes to eating all my meals. I'm very much um, a creature of habit. So I typically have the same thing every day. For lunch, I usually do have a protein shake. So I add protein powder, I put a bunch of veggies in and fruit and flax and all that other great stuff. And um, so I'd have to say that's probably also my favorite lunch just because I don't really think about it too much. Um, sometimes I will have leftovers the odd time where I don't feel like I want to have a snack, but I do have various frozen fruit in the fridge and I've always got my staple. So planning ahead, making sure I have everything I can honestly make the shake in under two minutes and I'm good to go. Kelly was super honest and shared this with us. Hi, I'm Kelly, and I'm a kind of in-the-minute lunch planner. But my favorite lunch that I keep making over and over again during COVID isolation is a plate of good stuff. I put a little meat, I put a little cheese, I slice an avocado, maybe I put some veggies and hummus, it's kind of a smorgasbord, and I always drizzle it with olive oil and coarse salt and a little pepper, and that's my happy meal for lunch. And Claire, she wasn't able to record anything, but she said that her one-word answer is leftovers always. <laughs> for me, my favorite lunch is, if I'm out, actually a poke bowl. Uh, with wasabi sauce and I remember taking Jerry Agar from News Talk 1010 there with Becky once and I think I have more of an affinity for it now because he was so worried I was taking him somewhere that was super healthy and when we got there he kind of gave me the not so bad kind of you know <laughs> way that Jerry that Jerry has of doing it you so. sounded exactly like Jerry Exactly like Jerry. <laughs> You've been hanging yeah. around him way too much. You got to. You, you're gonna have to cut that boy loose. You're starting to look like him. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh crap! That's a COVID. COVID. I don't know. Fifty, dude. That could be that. <laughs> oh, explain Jerry. to me. Explain to me what a poke bowl is. What? What is oh. that? I don't know what that is. Is that a? Is that a? A, a Toronto thing? What is that? No, no, it's a Hawaiian bowl and it made its way over here. You know, it's been in Hawaii forever, but it's a bowl where you can have where there's either maybe some greens in it. Typically it's rice or black rice, actually, which is super tasty. Cool. That goes in the in the bottom. And then maybe there's some seaweed in there. There's some veggies like corn and peas, kind of more pieces, maybe some onion, a whole bunch of you know, smorgasbord kind of thing of um of veggies, but not overwhelming. And then raw. Uh, raw salmon, raw tuna. You can get 
cooked teriyaki type stuff, but I always go in the go for the tuna or the salmon and it's marinated in soy sauce. And then they put a nice hot wasabi sauce on top of it. Maybe some sesame seeds, some little sprinkles of stuff. Oh, it's delicious. Wow. Sounds good. I like the sound of that. It is really good. I'll take two of those to go. Thank you very much. (laughs) I know. I know. And some places you go and you choose what it is that you want to have in. So yeah. you can choose, you know, like a warrior bowl or a whatever bowl. So yeah, it took, took Jerry a little while to figure out what he was going to have that wasn't too far out there. <laughs> you know, not too healthy. It's almost like Jerry's <laughs> in the room with us, isn't it? It's crazy. I know. I know. <laughs> so other than when I'm having a lovely poke bowl with uh, with my buddy Jerry and Becky, then when I'm at home, I love to make a just a bowl of greens. And this is going to sound so typical for a nutritionist, but I do truthfully really enjoy this. So a bowl of greens, and then I put squeeze some fresh lemon on it. That makes all the difference with truffle oil. While I'm making a salad, I'll make a six minute, maybe in seven minute boiled egg. I'm pretty particular about my eggs. Loads and loads of pepper and a sprinkle of salt. I first had this when I was in San Francisco and I was staying with a friend. She made it for me and she said that she ate it every single day. And I just, I totally got it. This is totally a a memory association when I make this. I think of her every single time. She used curly kale, but sometimes I change it up. Maybe I'll use baby kale, purple kale, spinach, arugula, watercress. I'm not married to the whole kale thing, so I really change it up. But that's how I get my greens in. And then I throw on some hemp seeds, maybe a bit of hot sauce. It's super fresh, antioxidant rich, fiber rich with some omegas and some protein. And it's just all in one bowl made in like seven minutes. Mm-mm. Music to my ding, dang, dong ears. Chris, what's your lunch? Tell me oh, about your lunch. Oh, gosh. Well, we uh, in my household, it's kind of got lunch has almost disappeared. Mm. Um, it, people tend to, with the exception of myself, people are sleeping a little bit later. So it right. sort of becomes a brunch, which then mm-hmm. turns into sort of a late afternoon dinner, And so not dinner, not lunch. Uh, yeah. and it's either leftovers from breakfast or it's whatever's on top of the fridge. Cause on top of the fridge is sort of where the snacks reside in my household. And then dinner becomes sort of the the event of the day because we're one of those old school families that still sits at the dinner table every day. So unfortunately it's become the, the down soldier in all this. That's exactly why I'm doing this because, (laughs) because there will come a day when we kind of go back to more of a structure Mm -hmm. uh, in the house right now for parents that have kids at home, it is a thing. And actually my, my older daughter is, has always been super slim. That's just how she is just like her father. And I, I, sometimes I look at her and I say, you need to eat three meals a day. You need not, <laughs> not two meals. You need more calories because yeah. she could sleep, sleep until 11. So it has effects in all sorts of different ways. There's not as much of an opportunity to get the good foods in. And as we talked about on last week's episode, the whole snack rehab situation, then there's that too, right? Straight from her happy place, you're listening to a special isolation edition of Eat This with Leanne Philipson. All right. So I said I wanted to convince you about the power of lunch. But first, one of my biggest concerns, of course, as the nutritionist here, is the trend towards eating lunch at your desk. 
So whether you're at home at your desk or you're at work at your desk, it's something that like 40% of Canadians who eat lunch at their desk, they don't actually give themselves this break from work. There are some days that I take my lunch to my very small desk. And especially in quarantine, it's hard to figure out the boundaries between life and work to begin with. And eating at my desk really doesn't help. So with that said, there are many benefits to escaping your work desk to eat lunch. And here are my top two. First, your digestion can improve. Eating a meal quickly without paying too much attention can lead to bloating, reflux, and indigestion. When you eat at your desk while you're multitasking, you're, you're not eating mindfully at all, which you can lead you to not chewing so well. And you know, your stomach doesn't have teeth and you can swallow a lot more air and shoveling it in mindlessly leads to less time for those digestive juices to do their thing before the next non-chewed mouthful. Getting away from your desk instead can help to eat slower, more mindfully, chew, and give your digestive system more time to break down your lunch and liberate all those good nutrients I'm sorry, that you're could, adding on there. Could you explain this whole terminology of chewing? I, I know you're not going to like what I have to say next. I'm sorry, I don't follow. But facts are facts. I know. It's the opposing <laughs> thing. It's opposing to the inhale. <laughs> I was always taught to unlock the lower jaw and consume in whole. When you're having soup, but everything else, no. <laughs> those, those chompers that you've got in there, yeah. they're there for a reason make good use of them okay all right the second thing is lunch away from your desk can really give your brain a rest and a much needed break when you burn through your food really quickly your brain doesn't have a chance to switch off this can lead to a lot of stress mental decline and loss of focus and productivity switching from your desk to the table an island or even standing can also relieve the physical tension in your body leading to fewer aches and pains if you find the afternoon in the afternoon that you're kind of foggy or you're just slow then switch up the location of your lunch. Maybe head out into the garden or onto your balcony, get some fresh air, uh, pair it with a small walk around the house, <laughs> depending on where you are. Uh, head out into the neighborhood, take the dog for a walk or where you work. If you just kind of have to walk into somebody else's office or come back in, we're not really doing that one so much right now, but maybe you are. A little exercise basically is what I'm talking about. That paired with lunch can do wonders for your metabolism and your mental health. So if you feel guilty about lunch, because you think that it's somehow not productive, tell yourself the opposite is actually true. You owe it to your work to actually take a break from it. People try to pretend like the brain is so complicated, but I feel better already. So those are the benefits of lunch. But how can we actually start to relieve some of the stressful association with making it? Well. Uh, let's start with something that I call the catch-all meal or the meal of compartments. What I mean by this is that you may need to invest in a lunchbox like a bento box, or maybe you've got one hanging around that you haven't used for a long time. But basically, it's got some compartments in it with a lid on it. Three, four, two, whatever. You can plan a meal, make a list of what's happening at dinner, and then repurpose those extras or leftovers from dinner and fill it up into your segmented lunchbox. There are so many varieties, shapes, like I said. So just find out kind of what works. And you can pull one out for your kids. You can pull one out for yourself, however it is that you want to do it. 
in a recent Cook Together segment on Sprout Rights Facebook, Instagram, TV, and YouTube channel, I went through this whole topic and I've got lots of different options that I've used in the past from back to school TV segments. So you can check them out and see whatever takes your fancy. Like I said, one of the main challenges for lunch that I hear all the time is that mental block of, ugh, gotta make another meal. This is so much work. So instead, concentrate your energy and resources on making larger breakfasts or a larger dinner. Make bigger snacks and a bigger meal with the intention that you're going to take part of it and put it in a container for later. And don't worry if none of it makes sense to the typical kind of like bologna sandwich that you grew up with and putting breakfast and dinner in the same container seems like really random. Your body does not know the difference. So for example, if you're making a salad for dinner, cut up some of those yellow peppers, those red peppers, grate those beets, grate those carrots, add in some sunflower seeds, some pumpkin seeds, even some raisins and onion. That's my favorite of the moment for whatever reason. I put a sidebar in here. If that's not your usual creation, then there's a whole new idea for you. While you're already in the kitchen making all of these up, make up like three or four of them. You can definitely check out my Instagram feed for when I've done this because I post pictures and everyone says, I need a recipe for that. And I say, I don't have one. Just take vegetables and put them in all the different (laughs) containers, but make lots of them at the same time. So you line them all up and you fill them all up and then lunch is done for the coming days. And you are far more likely to eat what's in that. If it's made in advance, then think in the middle of the day, oh, I'm just going to go and prep one of those mammoth salads that Leanne keeps on talking about. I really, It's not going to happen. So doing it in advance. Maybe you're still thinking of lunch as a catch-all meal and embrace the randomness of it. Get some toothpicks ready. Excuse me? Um, I just blurted that out, but I, I meant it. Kids love eating off of a toothpick and some adults <laughs> do too. You know, it's fun. You can do a whole lot with making different combinations and sticking them onto a toothpick. Apple and cheese, that's a lovely combination. If you've got some grapes hanging around at home, add those on too. So cut up the cheese into little squares, slide it on onto the toothpick, slice up some apples, make them into squares too if you want, or random shapes, and then add that to the toothpick. Close it out with some grapes on either side, and hey, presto, there you go. There's a, a mini lunch that can go right into that lunchbox. You can try adding some baby tomatoes too, or maybe some watermelon. Experiment with different meat slices like ham or turkey. Either they can go right onto the toothpick or fold it up in some sort of squiggly type ribbon and stick it on the toothpick. Feta cheese, boccuccini cheese, baby tomatoes with basil and a drizzle of balsamic definitely ups your lunch game. I'm going to need one hell of a toothpick to get an entire roast beef on it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so you now have to graduate to a skewer. All right, I'm I'm Googling skewer right now. So I, don't, I wonder if Amazon will deliver. One of those ones you use on the barbecue, the long, the long sort of bambooy ones. Yeah, I'm, I, I've always got the quarantine 15 in the back of my mind, which is why I was sticking a toothpick. And now you've just blown it out of the water with the <laughs> blown out of the water with, with the whole damn skewer. You can get a lot of little baby tomatoes and boca cheese on a skewer, right? I mean, come on. It's, oh, yeah. I'm just thinking, oh, yeah. I'm just thinking healthy here. You are. You are. Thank you. Thank you for your input. When I have a plan, I'm going to shut up. Love it. (laughs) Okay. So thinking small and plenty is here instead of large and mighty. Again, to get rid of that mental block, I don't want to make another meal. All right. How about this? 
You know, those little tiny pitas that you see at the supermarket, that could be another answer. Make up a whole bunch of tuna melts for dinner. That's also on my cook together series. And I totally, that recipe is rock star. You've got to try it, but make extra tuna and then put some of that leftovers, put that into a container and then just take those little pitas and shove it in the next day. Awesome. Done. Tuna is such a great source of those omega-3 fats and they help with a whole bunch of things like your heart health, your head health, your immunity, depression, and anxiety. In your pita, maybe you could also try a tablespoon of olive oil. Get some tomatoes, some pickles, maybe some sliced cheese. I've also done grated carrot with some hummus and, you know, maybe take some of that cheese and throw that in there. You can repurpose so much and then just put it in one of those cute little pitas. The possibilities are endless. And in my books for Right Family Food, I actually have a huge list of lunch ideas with thermos ideas, more toothpick ideas. But just so that you've got something, head over to leannephillipson.com. And in the show notes, I'll put the list of those toothpick ideas. Or if you're Chris, you're going to get out your skewer. <laughs> so, you, so you can head over there for some more inspiration. As you can see, lunch is all about the prep. Think ahead and not leaving it to the last minute, like when the hangry comes along and hits you square between the eyeballs. Use these compartment type lunch boxes to create a colorful and super tasty lunch and get your kids involved because they love filling up those compartments. Then maybe you'll actually look forward to eating and you'll start to eat away from your desk. As part of your meal planning, repurpose that dinner into lunch so that you're not actually making anything more and feel like you live in the kitchen. So as they say, work smarter, not harder. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode. I hope you've had a giggle and you've got some inspiration from both Chris and I to take on lunch so that you can find your new favorite. If you haven't already, please subscribe. And also, is it called Rate This Podcast where you kind of click on the stars? few people have told me about that lately and I totally forgot. So I think you can do that in iTunes, um, iHeartRadio and also on Spotify, where you, wherever you happen to find this podcast. And then that shows everybody else that, yeah, this is worth listening to. It's kind of fun and yeah, it's giggle worthy and inspiring all at the same time. There's no greater compliment to both Chris and I that you share and you give us that rating. So enjoy that next lunch without the stress. And as always, eat this one mouthful at a time. Oh, no. No, we've had enough of Jason. <laughs> that, that's enough. <laughs> Ladies and enough gentlemen. Jason. <laughs> <laughs>